0: Hi everyone, welcome to the weekend service at Blackhawk Church. We hope you had a Merry Christmas and that you enjoyed worshiping with us on Christmas Eve. And seriously, if you haven't had a chance to check out our Christmas Eve service yet, be sure to do that in the next few days. It was such a fun way to celebrate Jesus' birth and was just what our family needed to celebrate the season.
1: Yeah, seriously, it was so good. And also one of the other things that has been happening this month is Advent Conspiracy, where we get to experience the joy of generosity by giving to projects and organizations in our own community as well as around the world that are making making a huge difference in incredible ways. You guys, all of the money given toward that goes outside the walls of our church. So thank you to everyone who's already participated in that and to those of you who have been so generous this past year towards the ministry of Blackhawk Church. So if you haven't had a chance yet and you would still like to contribute to Advent Conspiracy or to help us make a strong shift from 2020 into the ministry needs of 2021, you can find more information on our website.
0: Well, as we continue, as a bit of a reminder of where we've been and what God has brought us through, we wanna show you a short video that we played several months ago at the beginning of our Take Heart series in the spring. Check this out.
2: The virus is invisible, but you've seen it. The world has quite literally made us stop in anticipation as it looms closer with each passing day. The supply shortages left us chuckling to ourselves and maybe slightly frustrated by the inconvenience. Yet as we are forced to reorder our lives, we're all wondering how long. We feel on the edge of our seats and out of control. But in the chaos, in the confusion, wouldn't we want to be near a God who was in control? God is not absent. He is not far. He is not surprised. The Bible says God is sovereign over creation. Nothing surprises him. He declares the end from the beginning. He is our present help, wise counsel, comforter, healer. He is love, he is peace, he is friend, he is father. The Bible says he is a father who sent his only son to pay my debt to God, paying the ultimate price for sin on the cross. And Jesus conquered death forever by rising from the grave so that now all who take hold of Him in faith are heirs of His life. God's people look forward to a day where there is no more fear, pain, tears, sickness. One where King Jesus ushers in His glorious future for creation. We can walk in confidence today because God hasn't changed. His plans haven't been overturned. Jesus says, in the world you will find trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world.
0: Listen, we know that most of us are just ready for this year to be done with and to flip the calendar ahead to 2021 with the hope that something better might be in store because 2020 has been a year But we also don't don't wanna miss the opportunity to look back and to celebrate the ways that God has been at work this past year because he has definitely been at work even in the mess or the pain or whatever else the year brought.
1: Yeah, so today we're going to do something a little bit different. We'll still go to Matt for a short message a little bit later, but we're going to spend most of our time hearing from various people in our Blackhawk family about what life has been like for them this past year and the ways that God has met them in the midst of whatever they've gone through. Chris and I, we had so much fun on the Next Steps podcast this fall, getting to talk with different people about what's been going on in their lives that we thought, hey, let's finish out the year by having the two of us sit down to hear a few more stories from people in our community. So you'll see those in a minute. But before we do that, let's hand it over to the band as they begin our time in worship.
3: Well, hey, Blackhawk Church, let's sing out together the words of this well-known hymn. All creatures of our God and King, let's worship together. Of our God and King Lift up your voice and with us sing Oh, praise Him Alleluia Thou burning sun with golden beam Thou silver moon with softer gleam 3 across Blackhawk Church and praise to our God. Sing out hallelujah together.
4: Welcome everyone to Blackhawk Church Online. My name is Matt and I'm one of the pastors here at church. And even though this has been a different kind of a holiday season, uh, we hope that you were still able to in some way have a meaningful Christmas with friends and family celebrating the birth of Jesus. Now, the other thing that's exciting is this is the last Sunday of 2020. Yes! So I, I don't know about you, but I am ready to put 2020 in the rearview mirror of our lives. In fact, um, I don't know if you've seen this, Time Magazine, <laughs> 2020, the worst year ever. <laughs> Can I get an amen from anyone right now listening to this? Now, normally... On this particular Sunday, we do a different type of a service where we have the opportunity to gather together as a church wherever we are. It's called Worship Where You Are. We know that this is a Sunday normally where people are traveling and all over the country, and this gives us an opportunity to still to be able to gather as a church. However, we know that in this season, (laughs) well, you've been worshiping where you are since March. And so because of that, we decided that it might be worth it for us to create a different type of a Sunday. So we created a service today that we're really excited about called Hindsight 2020. We thought that it might be enlightening and encouraging for all of us to hear stories of the ways that God has worked in the lives of people in our church during this season. Now, look, not all of these stories are pretty and none of these stories are done being written. Even though 2020 is about finished, our lives in this unique season are <laughs> like they are not. But all of the people that you are going to hear from have experienced Christ through circumstances in this season and are striving to continue to follow Jesus in the midst of them. And so my, my hope is, is that all of us are going to relate to at least one of the stories that you are hearing. But our overall belief is that these stories will be a time like that encourage you and and encourage you to be able to pause and look at your own life, to be able to see the ways that God has been at work inside of you and the way that your relationship with Jesus has been affected in this particular season. Hindsight 2020. Let's go to those stories now.
1: Great, well, great, Marguerite. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, To start off, can you tell us a little bit about you? So, maybe about your family, about what you like to do?
5: Yeah, um, I'm a student at, I'm a sixth grade student at Tokyo Middle School. Um, I like to read, write, sing, and play the piano. And my family and I just recently moved from New York City.
1: Well, 2020 has been a really big year for you. So, you started middle school. You moved across the country, you did virtual school for the first time. Can you tell me a little bit about that and maybe what's something that's good that has been kind of come out of 2020 and what has been a little bit hard?
5: Well, with all the shutdowns, it's been great to have a little bit more time to get used to um, this new season of life for us. kind of hard to get to know people. I don't have many friends, all my friends are in your family actually.
1: (laughs) They are, which we love. Yeah,
5: Yeah, um, I don't really know many kids in my class. We don't really get to talk often and when we do talk it's over Zoom and even then it's only about the subjects at school.
1: So Marguerite, I can imagine it's really hard, right, being a middle schooler friends are one of the most important relationships that you know middle schoolers that we have what what has given you strength to keep on going what what have you done or what's helped to um kind of t- to keep your focus on what's ahead
5: my friends and my family and god have been my strength i remember like um when we first found out that we were going to move here um i remember just sitting on the couch with my family cry- crying and praying and i remember telling tell, tell uh, Praying and saying, "This is going to be a hard transition, God." And even though I don't really want to move, I know that you want us to. So I'm going to follow. So I'm going to follow mm-hmm. you and do what you want.
1: Wow, Marguerite, that's a big, that's a big sentence to say to God. It takes a lot of trust. So how have you seen God working in your life in this season?
5: Well, He's He's helped us a lot while we're um, what with moving and. coronavirus he's helped us um find a house um he's
1: helped us find a few friends all right well to finish up marguerite there are a lot of other kids and teenagers who feeling the uncertainty of the season feeling confused do you have any encouragement for them yeah
5: during um while we were stranded in iowa um during the coronavirus um, we were um, our family would play music every day, and one of the songs we learned to play was um, "Let It Be" by the Beatles. And one of the lines in that song is, "When the night is cloudy, there's still a light that shines in me. Shine until tomorrow, let it be." And I think that even when it's hard, God is our light, and He can fall, fo- and we can trust and follow Him. And um, in this hard season, for me, it's I've, I've learned to um, trust Him and um, say, I'm going to follow you, God, let it be. I've learned that He's really trustworthy and that He can help us through anything that's been going on. Um, and I've also learned that no matter what's happening, I can trust Him and He will help me through it. Mm-hmm. He he is good
6: and he is trustworthy. Hi, my name is Isaiah. Uh, I'm 20 years old and I'm a college student at UW-Madison, entering my sophomore year. Before COVID, I think um, my life can best be characterized as a pretty social one um, and a pretty busy one, to be frank. I was involved with a lot of different ministries around the Madison area, namely Blackhawk Cam was my, my main one, and I had just become a student later there. And I was really enjoying getting to know that community and other church communities around the Madison area. And I was really enjoying uh, the college experience and being, being on campus and enjoying Madison for what it was and the people that were there. I think what made 2020 difficult for me, um, on top of the obvious COVID, um, I think it was just being removed from all the social circles that I was in. I'm a person who really likes to be, you know, in person. Um, And I think that was difficult at first. And then I think for university students, some of the other struggles that we've, I say we've endured are, um, you know, a couple of the dorms got put on lockdown for a couple of weeks, people can go in or, or go out. And I think that all feeds into the fact that we're all relatively Uh, isolated. We all have much smaller friend circles than I'm sure we'd we'd like to have or we would normally have. Um, And I know that's been taking a toll because doing the amount of work that we're doing without, you know, breaks to go see friends or go get meals with friends really has been taking its toll. And I know that a lot of us are getting worn out and a lot of us just want to see our friends again and just want to hang out with our friends again. And I think that's been one of the struggles that UW students have faced that is possibly unique to, to us in terms of how it affects us. I'd say I have a couple things that probably kept me going. Um, over the course of the spring and summer, I had a small group of friends that gradually became more and more tight-knit, and all of them are from different like Christian circles around the Madison area. A lot of us now go to Blackhawk and attend like online services but we met through different ministries and different really just different life courses kind of coming together and we started playing games online with one another and just getting to know each other a lot more through that so that was definitely a huge boost for me and i think the biggest thing that i've learned about god or the biggest thing i've seen about god during covid is that his blessings come like unconditional of what i'm what I've done and what I'm doing. For example, I, I know all of us have probably inevitably slipped up at some point during COVID and I'm no exception to that. But even during some of my bigger slip ups during the COVID season, he's continued to bless me with friends, with relationships, with community and with with blessings, really. I mean, he's continued to pour out his goodness and his faithfulness to me, regardless of of how many times I mess things up there is a light at the end of the tunnel even though it might not seem like it even though the light might be short-lived and you might go back into another tunnel recently search for the the light there there have been a lot of not fun moments over the season of covid but those little you know 10 minutes of light or or hours of light or days of light have been the things that have kept me going through this difficult and and frankly um, hard-working seasons And especially this one.
1: All right, well Mo, let's uh, start out by just sharing a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Tell us about your family.
7: So my name is Mo Cheeks. My wife Melissa and I have been going to Blackhawk downtown for about four years.
1: Um, In January, February, you started a hobby.
7: I started um, baking bread.
1: So Mo, how does this how did the pandemic affect you?
7: One thing that was sort of interesting is, as it relates to, to my hobby, a sourdough is a very, it's, it's almost a tranquil um, uh, practice. So it takes a, a full day to make bread. During these long nights of just making dough, I realized this was becoming an, a practice of self-care, that this was becoming therapy for me. This was, um, this was where I was finding um, little moments of, of God's joy. Um, and peace um, and rest.
1: Turning a corner, um, so COVID, right, was raging here in the U.S., but there was also another pandemic that was happening kind of at the same time with other Black men and women who have been killed this year. And so, Mo, would you be able to tell us a little bit about this other pandemic and how it has affected you? You
7: know, a number of sleepless nights, just thinking about how helpless um, it feels sometimes. I started baking my bread every week and and selling it um, specifically for the purpose of fundraising for organizations that were fighting for social justice and one of my customers reaches out um somebody i didn't really know to be honest uh reach out and they said hey we loved your bread my husband uh, and i are big supporters of the road home and um we would, we'd love it if you'd be willing to make bread for 50 families that live in some of their supportive housing, um, and, and give that to them for Thanksgiving. So I was like, sure, no problem. I'll do it. Quick question. How, how many families? And they're like, well, it's about 50. I was like, okay, well, most I've ever done is four loaves at a time.
1: (laughs) 50 should be no big deal.
7: (laughs) deal. I'll figure it out. And, and we did, and and it was beautiful.
1: Well, I think that's, incredible just how God has started something in January and turned it into something to bless so many people. What has God been doing in your life through this season, kind of behind the scenes?
7: The process of, you know, bringing bread to folks um, uh, has opened conversations with people that, you know, um, otherwise would have never happened as, you know, we get a chance to talk about why, why am I doing this or, you know, as they ask. Um, you know, folks who started tuning into Blackhawk. That's been brilliant to see this time period as an opportunity to to deepen relationships. And I'm really thankful to God for that. And then, you know, just the work that God's done in my life um, to help me practice self-care and stillness and um, finding his content, uh, contentedness. Um,
1: what are what would you want to say to people who are watching this for for themselves? Maybe they're feeling hopeless, they're feeling sad. What encouragement would you give them?
7: Yeah, you know, something I didn't talk about yet was um, the importance of community. Uh, I would super encourage people to, if you're not a part of a life group, please join a life group. Um, my life group has been a tremendous source of, of stability and encouragement. During this time period, um, and then, um, you know, of course, if people uh, are interested in in buying bread and supporting organizations that, that I'm supporting, um, you can uh, go to breadandjustice.org and learn more about you know how to get bread and uh, and how you can to be a part of this bread and justice work. I so, uh, would welcome that as well.
8: Darkness, my God, that is who You are. Sing it again, Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle work, a promise keeper, light in the darkness. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, amending every
0: tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and how long you've been around
9: Blackhawk? Sure. Yeah, I moved to Madison in 2001 to come work for a startup here. We quickly started attending Blackhawk Church. Uh, I've been volunteering in a variety of formats. Uh, worship art's is one of them.
0: So tell us a little bit about what life was like before 2020. What were you doing? Um, how were you and your family doing before this year happened?
9: Life is pretty good. My kids, are in college, or my daughter actually, she graduated from college, so that's fantastic. A little more time at home, working with a great company, we're growing. Uh, things are grooving, super culture, great team that I'm working with. And uh, yeah, life was just, you know, pretty good.
0: But then 2020 comes, uh, COVID, everything shuts down in March and, and you face some significant challenges. Tell us a little bit
9: about that. Yeah, there of course there are challenges. And as a leader in an organization, You have to figure out, okay, what are we gonna do to help get through this? And you wanna keep as many people. We had to make some some tough choices, and that included my job uh, being eliminated uh, as a result.
0: Did you automatically just feel kind of a sense of peace about what was gonna come
9: next? Or what kind of got you through uh, that moment as that unfolded? When that happens, there's nothing that you can feel but hurt. You're hurt. You're just like, ah, they don't want me, they don't like me, or you know, whatever. It's just you have these questions like, ah, was it good enough? You're crying out to God and you're asking God, hey, what's up? Where's my job? And all that sort of stuff. It's just, just really tough. I started digging into a practice, a prayer practice, of silence before God with only the intent of letting the Holy Spirit work on me and i've experienced just massive fruit of the spirit the peace the joy the love so that's really been what has uh, grounded me through this time that and friends and you know people reaching out and talking about it and that sort of thing what uh, encouragement
0: or advice would you give to someone else that's maybe going through a similar situation or uh, has
9: experienced a job loss recently first of all don't be afraid to say that this hurts and, and then to be angry and to, to to do all that and to you know beat on God's chest as the Psalms do and uh, so that I would start there but then I'd say also um, think maybe think differently about prayer I think that my prayers when I was younger were about I was asking for things and I wanted things and now prayer is more about changing me so I think that's, that's one thing. Then on a practical level, I would say don't be discouraged. There are people hiring, there are jobs out there, and, um, but be disciplined, network, have those meetings, you know, don't, don't give up. The other thing I think is, is really helpful is keep, an, keep a great schedule. Um, get up like you normally would, go work out, take a shower. When you do that, you just feel better and you're more productive. So even if you're sitting at home just doing research, trying to, to get through things, I would say block out your day, have a plan and stick to that plan. And I think you'll feel like you're at least moving in the right direction. And I think that can be really helpful.
0: Uh, JP, thanks so much for sharing uh, your story
10: with us and just for your uh,
0: honesty and authenticity. Really appreciate it.
9: Great to be
10: here. Uh, my name is Jennifer Anderson. And I've been part of Blackhawk for 13 years. It was a year ago, Christmas Eve, that my almost 92-year-old mother um, decided that it was time for her to have in-home hospice care. And in March, the pandemic hit and ended up Uh, realizing that the best place for my mom would actually be in our home. It was not what I imagined for 2020. And I told God about it. The Lord said to me, Jennifer, your, your life is not your own. At that particular point, I had uh, the beginning of a wonderful amount of peace from God. There's kind of another part of the story that, that came into our lives, which was planning and having a funeral during a worldwide pandemic. No more than 10 people uh, at a time. Uh, No church, no hugging, no uh, embraces of comfort. We did the best that we could with what we had. And it was sad. After the funeral, I was I was feeling very fragile. God was, in fact, holding me together. He was holding all of us together. The next morning, I put on something that reminded me of her, and we went. I thanked the Lord for my mom's life. I thanked the Lord that she had run her race. I thanked the Lord as well for the resurrection and for what was to come. And in that time, it it was it was holy for those people who are... Uh, maybe in the midst of a loss of a loved one, or they will be. If I could give any encouragement, it would be keep going, to listen for God's voice, trust in His character, and to look every day for His grace, and for his mercy. They're there every day. It will be just what you need.
4: Thanks to everybody who was willing to take the time to be able to share with us. And I wish that we had a longer period of time where we could just sit and listen to stories from all kinds of people from our church. Because look, everyone you know in this COVID season has a story of some kind, the way they have been affected. And that, well, that includes you. We, we all have stories in this season of how this pandemic and, and all that has taken place economically, educationally, racially, politically, has affected our lives. One of the interesting common denominators that I see kind of this thread that goes through all the stories that you hear is something that I would guess that we can all resonate with. We have been in a season that was forced upon us. We're, we have been affected and we have been forced to, to pivot. <laughs> pivot. 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 It's, like it's like the word of 2020, isn't it? And people are, well, let's be honest, a little bit tired of it. I mean, anyone slightly sick of hearing the word pivot or having to pivot themselves? Uh, look, we, when we all look at this season, we didn't want this season to happen we wouldn't have chosen it, but it happened. <laughs> and whenever we are forced to pivot, it's like the lights go out in life. And for us in, in these moments, w- we turn to God and, and oftentimes we'll say something like, God, w- what's up? <laughs> the interesting thing is God says to us in, this mo- in those kind of moments, he says, well, I'm up and, and, and I'm in the middle of your situation right now. You see, Pivoting is a a part of life. We we know that it's going to happen. It's not if, it's it's when. And this happens to be true for all people because we live in a broken world. In fact, I would venture to say that some of most likely your favorite Bible stories take place around some type of forced pivot. One of my favorites is the story of, of Joseph. Not Mary and Joseph that we've been talking about recently. I'm talking about Old Testament Joseph, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the son of Jacob, Joseph. In fact, Joseph was the the favored son of of Jacob. And he is the the youngest of of 10 older brothers who like really don't like him. I mean, really don't like him. Um, One day when they were all out and far away from home, um, they made a plan that day while they were with Joseph that they were actually going to kill him. And, uh, but out of the kindness of their hearts, they decide instead just to sell him into slavery. I mean, talk about a forced pivot. Joseph has no control of what's going on in his life. Later on, J- Joseph, as he is working in, as a slave in this particular house, the wife of his master tries to get him to, to sleep with her. Joseph does the right thing though and and says no, but she lies to her husband about the whole situation and Joseph is taken by him and thrown into prison. Again, forced pivot taking place. Joseph wouldn't have chosen these situations. He is completely in the dark as to what's exactly taking place. One of the things that I find that's interesting and honestly, like in some ways, bothersome when I read a story like this, is about these two situations and a phrase that's mentioned about God in both of these stories. And for just a minute, I want to look at these together in scripture. If you have your Bible with you, grab it and turn to Genesis chapter 39 with me. Genesis uh, 39 is the story of Joseph. And uh, we're going to begin there at the very beginning of the chapter. Verse 1 says this, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. And the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and even lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Okay, now, Let's jump down to uh, verse 20, to the situation where Joseph is with his master and his master throws him into prison. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison to the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Okay, do you see the common denominator in these two passages it says the Lord was with Joseph. When we stop to think about it, that that doesn't compute for so many of us, does it? Because we think, okay, wait, if if God is with Joseph, then, well, Joseph is not a slave. And if God is with Joseph, then Joseph is not a prisoner. I mean, we think that if, if God is with us everything is working out if if God is with us life feels good if God is if God is with us things are going smoothly well not so in in this situation and joseph lived life as a, as a slave or as a prisoner for 13 years I mean who would choose that <laughs> like can you imagine going like finding out that we're going to go through this covid season for 13 years. I don't even like saying that out loud. But what we see taking place in this story is that God actually, well, he was with Joseph. In fact, God was doing some of his deepest, most intimate work in Joseph's life to transform him into the man and leader that God wanted him to be. And here's the thing. When we read passages of scripture like this, like we say amen to these kind of verses because we're able to see the end of the story. We read the, the, like in the next set of chapters that we see the way that God worked in Joseph's life to get him out of prison, moving him to second in command in all of Egypt. And God uses him to, to save the world, including the people of Israel from famine. This is true with, with any of our favorite Bible stories. We have the luxury of seeing the way the stories end and how God was working and how he was present. We forget about what it would have been like for Joseph for 13 years. We just (laughs) get to move along to the happy ending. But the thing is, then we move on and look back to our own lives and the stories that are taking place within us that are not over and they seem long. And we begin to question in our stories if God is even there. Does he even care? Is he even working? Does he even love us? So, you see, because for so many of us, we look back at this year, 2020, and let's be honest, like it's been a long year and it's been a struggle. And 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 let's be honest, the struggle is not over. But the thing that we realize from the story of Joseph, and from many other stories within scripture, is that in the midst of the long, dark seasons that we watch people go through, God is with us. God is the one who says to us, look, I know, <laughs> I know this season is hard and I know that you wouldn't choose to be in this situation right now, but if you will allow me to, I promise to do some of my deepest, most intimate work in you and through you in the midst of this dark season. So what can we learn from the life of Joseph? Well, how did he respond to all that was taking place in his life? (laughs) We see a, a young man who in the midst of this forced pivot acted as one who was confident that God was with him. Uh, he wasn't given explanations. I'm sure there were times that he wanted to beat on God's chest, but ultimately, God re- Joseph responded as one who was confident that God was at work in the middle of his situation. You see, I think that God would want the same for us in this 2020 season, because we, we aren't going to be given all the answers that we would like to have of why this is all taking place. And we can question God and wrestle God and beat on God's chest. He is fine with all of that. But ultimately, God's desire is for us to be people who grow our confidence in the fact that he is with us. So God, (laughs) he's with you. You lost your job and God is with you. You are working from home in less than perfect situations and God is with you. Your business went under and God is with you. You are single and you are living alone and God is with you. You have, you have four kids that you are helping with school every day and you wish that you were living alone. <laughs> and God is with you. You have found out that you have cancer. God is with you. You have lost a loved one and God is with you. You are anxious about the future and God is with you. God is with is doing some of his deepest most intimate work in your life in the midst of a forced pivot here's what i would love for you to do sometime today or tomorrow or at least before 2020 is over i would love for you to take some time to be able to look back and to ask some of these questions to yourself what are what are some of the challenges that you have faced in this season and, and, and what are the surprises that have actually come up that you're grateful for? And how have you seen God at work in your story? I'd also love for you to take time to pray uh, about what are some of the things that still don't make sense to you, that still feel dark. You might take time just to be able to pray to God and say something like, Lord, look, I don't understand this season. I would not choose this situation on my own, but I am going to trust you that you are doing deep work in my life in the midst of this season. I'm going to receive this from you as my loving heavenly father who is with me working in the middle of this pivot. We love you guys. We look forward to seeing you soon.
8: Let these words be a prayer of blessing over our lives and over our stories. David
1: Whatever your year has been like, know that God is with you and for you. And when we pause to look back at how God's been at work in our lives, I think we'll see that he has been faithful and gracious, even in the midst of difficult circumstances. Maybe you even began to experience that as you processed through some of those questions earlier, but you'd love to have more time to pause and reflect. So to help you with that, our team has created a resource that will help you continue to process through 2020 and look ahead to what's to come. You can find that online on our blog. So set aside an hour or whatever you can manage and spend some time working through that. So we've taken a look back today at what God has done in the past year. Now we're excited to look ahead to 2021. We want to invite you to join us next Sunday to look at what it means to break through.
0: Well, for today's benediction, let's do something a little bit different. We want to leave you with a song that's been an anchor for us throughout this year. This was done by our college and worship arts teams, and you'll see more videos like this in the coming year. But it's a reminder that our God is faithful and we can count on Him. So we thought this was a fitting way to end our last Sunday of 2020 and to carry us into the
10: new year. So enjoy and we'll see you in 2021.
8: God, I love your voice You will lead me through the fire In darkest night You are close like no oh, one